Welcome to Douglas Wilson's The Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Before we get started, I wanted to make sure you knew about Douglas Wilson's book, Empires of Dirt. Doug has been writing on the topic of mere Christianity for many years. Now you can finally find it all in one book at canonpress.com. Get Douglas Wilson's Empires of Dirt today. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 178. Episode 178. I want to talk a little bit about the situation we're in. I've uh, written on my blog about the illegitimacy of the recent election. And somebody might say, well, aren't you just venting your spleen? Aren't you just being upset that things didn't go your way? And Because what practical difference does it make? What are we supposed to do? I did one uh, blog post where I said that uh, we should just treat the P as silent. It's resident Biden. Uh, the P is silent. Or we can just drop the P and, and, and call, uh, the, you know, today the resident in the White House said thus and such, right? So what does it mean exactly? And I want to hasten to add one thing it does not mean. It does not mean that everyone should run home and get their gun and start a civil war. Uh, that's not how these things work. Human history is full of this sort of thing, right? Was William the Conqueror the legitimate ruler of England after he won at the Battle of Hastings? Well, you know, you can say one nation does not really have a right to um, invade and conquer another nation simply because they like the territory, or because they're covetous, or they're greedy, or they want to be in charge of more. Human history is full of Mongol hordes and invasions and Tamerlanes and people who conduct smash and grab runs. There's a story that Augustine tells of um, Alexander the Great when he was doing his thing. Uh, in the course of his activities, they captured a pirate, and the pirate was uh, brought before Alexander to uh, give an account of himself. And the pirate asked why he was considered a pirate for doing to ships what Alexander did to countries. <laughs> and while we might not know what happened to the witty pirate, we can, you know, nod our assent and say, okay, that's a reasonable question there, right? But, uh, so what we're grappling with is the, uh, the difference between de facto and de jure leadership. So one of the things we have to, to recognize is that illegitimacy in rule is capable of becoming legitimate over time, right? Because ultimately, people are governed by the people they allow themselves to be governed by. In order for anybody to be at the top, there has to be some level of acquiescence. The most dictatorial tyrant in history is serving there because the people allow it. Now, he might be making it very difficult for the people to stop allowing it. He, you know, he, he might be managing and knocking heads and sending people off to gulags and whatever. But at some level, the people are ruled 
because the people permit it. If the people get exasperated beyond the point of endurance and they all riot at the same time, that people, that nation would be ungovernable. And because it's ungovernable, the people at the top, no matter what sort of pretensions they have, would not be able to govern. If a situation is ungovernable, then nobody, nobody can govern it. So there's a biblical case to be made for longevity in office, bestowing the legitimacy that the initial grab did not bestow. So, for example, I would argue that the American war, war between the states was an illegitimate conquest of the old for, older forms of the Constitution. And yet, in the aftermath of the war, a new arrangement settled in that people got used to and that bestowed legitimacy. So, on the constant, without getting into issues like slavery and whatever, on the constitutional issues of whether or not a state was allowed to secede, the South was correct. And this was actually widely recognized. There had been times in the years prior where New England states threatened to secede, and at least three states approved the, con- the new constitution with the express rider that they would be allowed to secede if they didn't like the way it was going. So, the South on the constitutional issue of whether a, a state could secede from the Union, uh, they were absolutely correct, and uh, they were refuted by force of arms. They were not refuted by legal reasoning. They were, <laughs> they were refuted by armies in the field. But once they were refuted, and once they acquiesced in that new arrangement, at a certain point in time, the new arrangement, illegitimately imposed, became legitimate. I hope this is not too convoluted. I hope I'm not uh, tangling things up for you here. So the Telmarines invaded Narnia, which they had no right to do. And yet, Caspian X, years later downstream, is the legitimate king over Narnia. I'm convinced that um, there was an awful lot of cheating uh, in this last election, and I believe that the cheating that occurred was not the standard issue level of cheating. I believe that it swayed the outcome. Okay, Had it been a fair election, I think it would have gone the other way. Put simply, I think it would have gone the other way. But that brings us down to the question, what do we do now? Uh, what do we do now? Well, I think the, the biblical answer is that we bide our time. If this is correct, uh, if this assessment is correct, and the room, uh, the, the room of America is full of fumes, we don't know who or where or how someone's going to light a match in this room full of fumes, but it's going to happen at some point. If the room is not full of fumes, then that is another way of saying that the de facto legitimacy took root more quickly than, uh, than I anticipated. I think that things are pretty, um, pretty volatile. I think they're pretty um, unstable. And I think Christians should wait for the flashpoint, prayerfully wait for the flashpoint. I don't think they have to man the barricades right now. I think it'd be foolish to man the barricades right now. I, th- I think that Christians ought not to be um, advocates of that kind of overt revolution. Uh, even in circumstances like this one. Okay, now, 
in Scripture, for example, when um, Athaliah, the murderous queen, uh, when uh, her son dies and she kills all the seed royal and rules herself, she does that for, I think it's like five or six years until Jehoiada installs on the throne the, the rightful king, the lawful king. Uh, Athaliah cries out treason, treason, which of course she would do, she would say, but she was the treasonous one. She was the illegitimate ruler. So, the, in principle, it is perfectly all right to depose an illegitimate ruler. But you have to, you know, Jesus says you have to count your troops before you go into battle. You have to count the cost before you build, before you undertake to build something. So, Christians need to be very wise, very cautious, very prudent. And that's very different than being cowardly. It's not sitting back and letting someone else do it. It's simply observing carefully the situation we're in and then making your playing the ball as it lays, making your decisions as we go. But don't, don't assume. I, I think we ought not to be like the hyper-scrupulous who say, well, I don't, have to, I don't have to mail in my taxes because Ohio never ratified the, <laughs> this amendment the, the way, you know, lawfully or whatever. Past a certain point, I think Scripture teaches uh, legitimacy is simply conferred by the way things are. So, let, let's say Biden cheated. Let's say he won. Let's say he, um, he fills out his term. Let's say there's a democratic stretch where the, those presidents and all these poli- the, the policies that they're imposing can be illegitimate as violations of God's law and should be resisted at that level, let's say, on the abortion uh, things or, and so on. But legitimacy is a different issue than the good and evil of their policies. So, I'm sure I'll be talking more about this as uh, time goes by. All right, so uh, continuing with podcast episode 178, uh, we've come to our homartiology section. The next word in our study of homartiology is uh, this one. It is another hopox, and that, that means it's a, it's a word that is uh, just used once, and the word is gunakarion. Gunaikarion. It's rendered in the KJV as silly women and provides us with yet another example of how Scripture does not care at all about our standards for political correctness. Uh, here it is in 2 Timothy 3.6. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts. Okay, now, it should be noted that these two words in English are the translation of just one word in Greek. In other words, the Apostle Paul had a word to use, just one word, when he wanted to refer to a particular category of person. Imagine if English had just one, one word run together, silly women, silly women. In our time, this kind of thing is taken as maintaining that all women are silly, when of course it does nothing of the kind. It does mean that there's a category of person out there of women who are silly, and that category is large enough to warrant a noun all by itself. There are enough silly women to have a, a single noun refer to them. And the people who think that this means that Scripture teaches that all women are silly are people that we don't really have to worry about, largely because they are silly women. We should take note of the sin that is associated with them. This is not an IQ thing. This is not a, Paul's not talking about uh, women with low horsepower, right? These women are gullible, Paul teaches, 
and they are gullible because they are driven by various lusts and desires. This makes them easy prey for the false teachers who snevel their way into homes. So if someone drink, if if a woman drinks too much, if a woman is addicted to soap operas, if a woman is got a drug ha- habit, if uh, you know, if a woman is uh, man crazy and is you know chasing men, that kind of woman bound up with all sorts of lusts is going to be uh, easy prey, a ripe target for a false teacher. All right, so continuing uh, with podcast episode 178 uh, my book review this time around is a book by a gent named wankel and the book is shining like the sun shining like the sun now this was written this book was written and published before the whole pandemic lockdown masking issues erupted and yet it is profoundly relevant to those issues basically it's a biblical study of all the places where God's people, in various ways, come face to face with God. They come face to face in various ways, in different ways. So, um, for example, Jacob and Moses and the, and the Aaronic blessing, uh, may God's face shine upon you. And you discover reading this book that encountering God face to face is not just an odd thing that happens here in this nook or there in that cranny of scripture. This is a legitimate biblical theme throughout all scripture. And um, Wenkel's thesis is that when God's people encounter God face to face in whatever manner uh, that happens, uh, they are changed. Encountering God face to face is a transformative thing. So I was just reading in Genesis where reading the account of Jacob wrestling with the angel of the Lord. And, uh, and the angel Lord is apparently, is apparently the Lord is in, in one of his uh, theophonic manifestations in the Old Testament. And Jacob is awestruck, and he says, I've, you know, I've encountered God face to face, and I've lived. Well, then it's, it's quite striking, is in the next chapter, when he is reunited with Esau, one of the things that Jacob says is seeing your face is as though I have seen the face of God. So I think that the wrestling and the uh, reconciliation are very clearly connected. Now, what, what, what Winkle shows is that, and he's simply pointing this out in Scripture, if you, but if you read this book in the context of all the masking orders where churches are told not to meet face-to-face or if they're allowed to meet, everyone has to mask up, and many, many churches are cooperating with it, are going along with it, and are masking. Well, the, the face is the primary place where we bear the image of God, where we, we, where we reflect the image of God. And I think that it is very clear that you can't bundle people up the way we're doing and not have it result in severe uh, dislocations. This was a very interesting book, a very good book, a very edifying book, Shining Like the Sun by Wenkel. It's a study of face-to-face encounters with God in Scripture. Mm-hmm.